and welcome to the audio ministry of the First Pentecostal Church of North Little Rock, Arkansas, the house that Truth built. We pray that as you listen to this recording, you will be uplifted and encouraged. Hallelujah. 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 Praise be to our God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Brother Holmes, for the privilege and opportunity of being here. What a wonderful time. I missed out on the first portion of it. I've heard the great reports and excited about that. What I heard today Amen. Made all of those airplane delays worth it just to be able to get here and enjoy good word of the Lord and the presence of God that we're feeling. Amen. I invite you to open up your Bible with me today. For time's sake, I am going to the word of the Lord. Psalms chapter 137 and also from the seventh chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. If you would turn to those two portions of Scripture with me, going to form for us the basis of what I want to teach, preach, amen, scream, yell, whatever you want to call it, amen. Psalms chapter 137 and Ecclesiastes chapter number 7. Psalms 137, the first two verses, it said, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof want you to notice, it was the memory, the memory of how good things used to be that caused them to hang their harps upon the willow tree. Ecclesiastes chapter number 7 and verse number 10, it said, Say not thou, what is the cause? that the former days were better than these. For thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this. Don't even ask the question about the former days being better than these days. For you to understand my title, I have to tell you of a quickly a quote that I read in a book, and the quote was that when your memories exceed your dreams, the end is near. I want you to think of that. When your memories exceed your dreams, the end is near. With the help of God, I want to preach to you, talk to you today about keeping your dreams bigger than your memories.
keeping your dreams, keeping our dreams bigger than our memories. Let's lift our voices and ask God to talk to each of us. Mighty God, the holy name of the Lord. We love you. We believe you. We call upon you, God. We call upon you for your power, for your touch, for your presence, God. For some way, somehow, the Spirit of God, oh Lord, that great Spirit, God, that's talked to my heart, would be able to talk to your people, Lord. For every person in this house, God, to be able to reach out, Lord, in faith, God, and believe you for supernatural things and works, God. This time that we are living in, we need your mighty power in a marvelous way, God. I ask you for it, God. Oh, God. Oh, God, let us receive the challenge, the challenge of the Spirit. The challenge of the Spirit. Hallelujah. God bless you, and you may be seated. Amen. When I talk to you about your dreams and my dreams here today, of course, please understand I'm not talking about uh, dreams of your own success, of your business, of your financial future. I'm talking about spiritual dreams. I'm trying to lift every one of us up to the level of comprehension, being challenged by the Spirit, of the things that God has put in our heart. I dare say there's not even the youngest of children that's here today that cannot some way connect with the fact that God has placed inside of all of our hearts a desire, a dream, if you want to call it, to do certain things for the kingdom of God, to somehow be used by God and led by the Spirit of God in ways that is far, far beyond any ways that we could ever imagine. And we fight a constant battle to do with our memories. Our memories are constantly vying for the dreams that we have for the future that is there. It is impossible for somebody to throw a pity party until first their memories exceed their dreams. It is impossible for somebody to battle depression unless their memories are exceeding their dreams. It is a powerful, powerful principle that all of us, whether we've ever verbalized it before, have to realize is going on in the battleground of our minds. It was the children of Israel that had tremendous memories of what it was like back in Jerusalem, what it was like back at Zion and how the glory and the touch of God and the presence of God was there. But they said when we got in the circumstances that Babylon put us in, as slaves down by a river where it was not happening for us like we wanted it to happen, the memory of Zion 
caused us to lose our song caused us to lose our desire to pick up our harps and to play there. You see, memory is something that is a two-way street. I want to try to describe it to you here today. There are good memories that all of us have of successes and good things that have happened in our spiritual journey with God. And there are also bad memories of failures, of times that we have bit the dust. I'm here to tell you today that both good and bad memories can be two prison cells within the same penitentiary. Both of those things can affect us and our lack of willingness to keep dreaming, to keep on reaching, to keep on saying, God, the end is not yet. There are some promises that you have made to me that have not been fulfilled. And I'm going to do my best uh, to keep on dreaming about them. Good memories are that that says how good it used to be. And we make comparisons. And we don't like the way it is today. Bad memories are us kicking ourselves over failures and things that have happened in our life. I read recently about the ruins of the penitence church. It's called Baca, Colorado. They say the old stone ruins are there where in 1608 the last conquistador that ever came to the land that we now know as the United States of America. He actually went by there because he was a part of the penitent church. The penitent church are those who whipped themselves. Those who come to church and somehow have convinced themselves in their mind that the God that I serve knows how dirty and rotten and messed up and how many failures I have done. And so they would take a whip and plaid a whip and over their back, this isn't Middle Ages. This is a man right here, United States of America. Take a whip and over their back until the blood started bleeding down on their clothes and whelps and scars were upon their back. They were not satisfied that they had really had church until they had inflicted enough pain on themselves over their failures that they had done. And uh, they wanted to make sure that God knew how sorry they were for the messes they've made in the past. Guess what? I wish that was dead in America today, but I know one God apostolic people that are doing the same thing right while you're sitting on this pew today. I know people that are plaiding the whip and you are stomping all over yourself for things that are memories of failures of your life. And little do you know that when your memories exceed your dreams, the end is near. Your spiritual journey is fixing to be cut short. 
Hallelujah. You say, well, all of my mess-ups, what, what do I have to do about them? Oh, thank God you ask. Amen. You repent of them, and you stand at the foot of the cross, and you say, thank God Jesus took the whipping for me. Thank God he put the stripes on his back for me. There ain't no way devil uh, that you're going to get me messing up my dreams uh, by the memories that I have uh, of the failures that have happened in my life. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's a daily battlefield. Our memories versus our dreams. Let me talk to you and illustrate a few of them for you here today. The end is near, my friend, if you're in a marriage where your memories exceed your dreams. I know you're thinking, I know you're thinking. I've just performed too many marriage ceremonies in my life to not know what the twinkle in that eye is all about when you stand in front of that young couple. There may have been hardship. There may have been problems and even uh, mistakes and failures. But brother, when they're standing at that altar, their dreams uh, are far ahead of their memories. In their mind and in their heart of hearts, uh, they're dreaming about the future together. They're dreaming about what their life is going to become. Uh, they're dreaming and reaching together. Uh, amen. But oh, my friend, uh, if you ever get to the day that the memories, uh, the memories, good or bad, uh, exceed uh, your dreams in a marriage, uh, the end is near. There's something that, that has to be in the heart of every marriage uh, that said we're still dreaming about tomorrow. We're still dreaming about uh, what we're going to do. We're still dreaming uh, about our plans together. We've got future uh, in mind of what we're going to do. Uh, when it comes to raising a child, the end is near. The end is near. If you're looking at a rebellious child of yours today and your memories exceed your dreams for that child, the end is near. I've been at the hospital and so have you. I've watched them as they wheeled mama out of the hospital with that newborn baby in her arm. <laughs> the contagious joy that's bubbling and spilling all out uh, as mama's standing there, the first service in church with that newborn baby. And it's time to dedicate that little baby unto God. Uh, and everybody is rejoicing. Uh, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, couldn't have been prouder than any mama as she looks at them dreams and them hopes uh, of what 
what my child is going to become, where they are going, how God is going to be in their life, and the marvelous things that are going to happen. But oh, amen. Hear my burden today, mama. Hear my burden today, daddy, as your child goes through rebellious stages of their life. The end is near if your memories exceed your dreams for that child. Something happens in the spirit world when the dream starts dying out. Something happens in the ability to reach up in faith and touch God. When the dreams are no longer burning inside of the heart of a mama and a daddy as they're down on an altar spilling tears before God and saying, God, I'm not just begging you to save my son or my backslidden daughter, but I'm reminding you, God, of a dream that you gave me when this child was a youngin'. I'm reminding you, God, I'm not letting go of that dream, Lord. I'm going to keep my dream bigger than my memories of what's going on in their life. I'm going to keep my dream alive, alive, alive. Amen. Parents kick themselves so often and so regular and think of the failures that they made. I read of a notice, noted British pediatrician, that he had a study of British families to find out what was the most effective form of parenting. Now, you're not a parent here today that's taken kids through teenage years unless you can admit that you wonder, if I only would have did this different. If I only, maybe I should have done this a little different. Maybe I should have or should not have done this. He wanted to find out the most effective form of parenting. He found out that kids from almost perfect homes always became misfits in life. Now, that ought to give all of us a little bit of comfort. Amen. Kids from almost perfect homes became misfits in life. Uh, but kids that came from ordinary parents became productive uh, when the parents made plenty of mistakes, uh, but when they failed, they recognized it, uh, they apologized to their children, and they moved on with life. Those are the kind of children, uh, amen, that become normal, productive, well-adjusted children and adults later on in life. Uh, I find it interesting, my friend, uh, that the very chapter in the Bible uh, that first spells out about honoring uh, our father and mother is the same chapter that also gives God's plan for an altar in all of our lives. And God said, let me tell you, in the context of the family, that altar, oh, you can't make that altar out of hewn stone. It's got to be made out of dirt. 
That's the only kind of altar because I don't want anybody thinking that you got just the perfect touch and you know how to do it and you know how to get the job done. But he said, you know what I like? He said, I like it when a mom and daddy kneel down and make a family altar and their family altar, his kids, it's just ashes to ashes and dust to dust and mom and dad are far from perfect uh, but when mistakes are made uh, we just kneel at this altar of dirt uh, we just bow down ourselves and say God help us uh, God strengthen us uh, God be a blessing to us uh, amen you don't have to do everything right uh, for you to hang on to your dreams my friend uh, when God gives us dreams uh, we're supposed to hang on to them uh, with all all that's in our heart uh, and say, devil, I'm not letting the circumstances of life uh, rob me of the dreams uh, that God has given to me. Uh, I refuse uh, to let memories ever get bigger than my dreams. I refuse it. I refuse it. Can I tell you the end is near, my friend, when the memories of how it felt when you were a new convert, when you dreamed about being used of God. I'm taking some of you back down memory lane right now. Hallelujah. Do you remember what it felt like when you were a new convert? It didn't matter how good last Sunday night service was. Uh, you refused to be looking in the rearview mirror. You were looking ahead uh, to next Sunday night. Uh, you were saying it's going to be better and better and better. Amen. Every service uh, that we get to the house of God. Uh, you were keeping your dreams alive. Uh, amen. You didn't have much knowledge school and wisdom experience anything but in your mind there was a dream that God's going to use me one day God's going to use me one day in a way that will blow my family's mind nobody will believe it God gave me a dream a dream a dream, a dream, a dream of what he's going to do. Amen. The end is near, my friend, when the memories of winning others to the Lord the memories uh, of teaching home Bible studies uh, ever exceeds uh, the dreams uh, of what you're going to do tomorrow, of who I'm going to teach next week. Amen. The end is near, my friend, when memories of prayer meetings. Oh, can I talk to you just plain from my heart today? Can I tell you when the memories of prayer meetings uh, that you've had in the past uh, is bigger in your mind uh, than the prayer meetings you're planning on having in the future? Oh, hallelujah. Memories uh, of prayer meetings where the Holy Ghost fell uh, and the Spirit of God came all over you. Uh, and the memory, the memory, the memory. I served notice on the ushers at my church at home yesterday morning. Oh, hallelujah. 
They better be glad I lost a little weight because I don't just have memories of getting drunk in the spirit in the past. I have dreams of them having to carry me out more than they ever have up until now. Whoo! Of one preacher that's coming back to the jug again and again and again and again and again and again. And you're going to have to carry me out drunk on the Holy Ghost, talking in tongues to the midnight hour. I don't ever, 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 ever want my memories to get bigger than my dreams. The end, the end, the end. Hear this preacher today, my friend. The end is near when memories of faith for miracles, supernatural things happening in a church service. Oh. I know it's not tickling your ears right now, amen, but I'm giving you a good wake-up call. When memories of miracles uh, and blinded eyes being opened uh, and deaf ears being unstopped, uh, when the memories of those kind of healings ever grow larger in your mind than the dreams of seeing that happen like never before in all of your life. The end is near, my friend, when memories of past wounds, bitterness, and unforgiveness is bigger than the dreams of reconciliation and washing one another's feet and binding the wounds and putting things back together so we can go forward with the work of God. The, I'm talking about your dreams. I'm talking about my dreams. Uh, I'm talking about saving old-time Pentecost. Uh, amen. From the doom uh, of the end that God wants it to become. Uh, I read the little African proverb that says, uh, Every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up. It knows it must run faster than the fastest lion or it will be killed. Every morning a lion wakes up. It knows it must outrun the slowest gazelle or it will starve to death. It doesn't matter whether you're a lion or a gazelle. When the sun comes up, you better start running. Uh, 
What are you trying to say, Brother White? I'm trying to say there's a devil out there trying to rob you of your dreams uh, every day of your life. Uh, and every morning when the sun comes up, uh, you better be running toward those dreams. Uh, you better be running toward that. Uh, you better be hoofing it and giving it all you got uh, and saying, God, you promised. Uh, God, you promised. Uh, I remember the place. I remember the hour. I remember the visitation of the Holy Ghost when I got the confirmation that you were going to do what you promised. And I'm running for a devil with all I've got. You're not going to get my dream. I'm going to keep my dream bigger than my memory. I'm going to keep it bigger than my memory. I'm going to believe God for everything God God promised. Oh, hallelujah. Everything, 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 everything God promised. Hallelujah. Amen. Keeping your dreams bigger than your memories. Our church started a new daughter work. Amen. The first of this year, and they were so excited. Amen. You know why I'm telling this little story? Because there's a whole lot of folks in this church that don't go to churches that are packed out wall to wall with people every time you come together to worship. And they were so excited, had a group of 20 or 30 people together, amen, that they had taught Bible studies to and won to God, and wow, it was just going great guns. Uh, one Sunday morning, they had all got together behind the pastor's back and wrote a little note, left it on his front porch when he walked out to go carry the furniture to have church in the rented building. And the little note said, we won't be back. Pastor, amen, decided that, amen, God, I got memories. I got memories, but I got to keep my dreams bigger than my memories. I got to keep my dreams alive. Uh, and pastor, he told me, uh, he said, I got some new Bible studies, pastor, pray for me. I got some brand new folks coming. He was really excited about them coming, and there they were, uh, amen, coming along real good. He said, I'm going to have a little revival, amen, four services, Holy Ghost Crusade, uh, see if we can get some of them prayed through. Uh, and guess what? He has a Holy Ghost Crusade. Bunch of us saved folks there, but none of even his regular people show up. I went out on visitation with them this past Saturday. Amen. We passed out hundreds of, of flyers knocking on doors everywhere in the neighborhood. Not one visitor showed up. I walked in the back of the church to see, amen, just what kind of a spirit uh, that young home missions pastor was made up of. Uh, and there, to my delight, brother, amen, the songs were singing, uh, folks were worshiping, uh, he and his kids were dancing, uh, they were running the aisles together in victory. Uh, I thought, you know what, uh, that's heaven's heroes right there. Uh, that's the kind of people uh, that won't let their 
memories ever get bigger than their dreams. There's something in their heart that said God gave us a promise. There's going to be a church in this city. There's going to be a church in this city. We're going to keep the dream alive. We're not going to let it be destroyed. Let them go their way. But God's got a plan for us. Oh, hallelujah. 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 I've been reading a book about the Dust Bowl. Amen. The 1930s. And some of you know a little bit about what happened over the panhandle area of, of, uh, of Oklahoma and Texas and Colorado, parts of all of that during the, des- the Dust Bowl. It was the very worst national disaster, a natural disaster that's ever happened in America. Far surpassed Katrina and any earthquake you've ever heard of. It was 10 years long, and it was an unbelievable story about people. And in this book, uh, it talks about those that decided they weren't going to bolt and run because times got hard. And the author of the book said those people started being called the tomorrow people. The tomorrow people. Oh, hallelujah. He said, because when their neighbors would come around and say, what's the use in planting corn in the ground? You're just going to waste your seed. It didn't rain enough for a crop all of last year. The tomorrow people were out there planting the seed, saying, it's going to rain again. It's going to rain again. It's going to rain again. The tomorrow people were the ones that when everybody else said, "Uh uh-uh, no way. The memory of how good this land used to be, it will never happen again. It's all over. You might as well give it up. There's nothing to feed the cattle. The tomorrow people, the book said, learned that if they would take tumbleweeds and they would salt tumbleweeds and grind it up fine enough that it would provide a little bit of nourishment for their cattle to eat. The tomorrow people were the ones that learned you take that same tumbleweed and you pickle it and put it, can it. I've heard of pickled okra before, pickled everything else, but it was the first these eyeballs of mine had ever read about pickled tumbleweed. But the tomorrow people said, amen, tomorrow there's going to be better stuff to eat. But for right now, if it just satisfies a little bit of the hunger inside of us, they would pickle tumbleweeds and get it as the only form of nourishment that their body could have on a regular basis, that there was an unlimited supply of everything that they could have. Oh, my. My friend, uh, when I read about that, I thought, oh, 
God. That's what your people are. Your true people. We're really the tomorrow people. We read in our Bible, even when the memories of the past were better than they are today, we read about a God that is Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. We read in a Bible about a God that makes promises unto us and said, I will fulfill every promise for you if you'll keep on believing me, if you'll keep on trusting me, if you'll keep on looking ahead, my friend, the theme of the entire Bible, of the messianic hope, amen, the theme of this Bible is the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Amen. God interrupted the devil's little victory march after he got Adam and Eve to fall in the garden and said, hold on. Hold on, Slewfoot. Don't get too excited about that little bruise you put on the heel, amen, of the seed. Let me tell you about the dream of the future. It's when you get your head, amen, crushed underneath the heel of the promised Messiah that is coming. It's not looking in the back mirror. The view mirror, but it's looking ahead to what God has promised, to the Word of God that is going to be fulfilled. Oh, yes, my friend. Amen. Every one of the prophets, they saw dark days. They saw canker worms and locusts and palmer worms, four years in a row of wipeouts. But they said, oh, 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 our memories of all those bad days are not going to mess with our dreams of a future revival. Said God has promised to restore the years that all those little boogers ate up our field. God has promised to do greater things in the future than what we have ever seen in the past. The prophets wrote and said, oh, the former house is great. The former house is great. But said the latter house, the latter house. The former rain was good, but wait till you see the latter rain. Oh, hallelujah. We're keeping our dreams uh, bigger than our memories. We're keeping uh, looking ahead. Uh, amen. We all owe a debt to Sister Agnes Holmes. I've heard her here. I've heard her at other places around the country. And oh, she's seen all kinds of miracles uh, of old-time Pentecost. Uh, but oh, thank you, Sister Holmes. Uh, amen. I know she can't be here, but we still owe her a debt. 
yet. Uh, amen. I never heard her present it like uh, you guys uh, missed it. You should have been uh, in the good old days. Uh, you should have saw what we saw. You should have felt what we felt. Uh, instead, there's a spirit inside of that woman uh, that said, oh, uh, I'm going to keep my dreams uh, bigger than my memories. Uh, every time she testifies, uh, it's what God's fixing to do uh, for us today. Uh, what God uh, is wanting to accomplish uh, for us today. Uh, it's the spirit uh, that said, I'm keeping my dreams uh, bigger than the memories. Uh, we're looking forward uh, to how God uh, wants to use us in this last hour. <laughs> we're looking forward. Amen. The book of Job, the life of Job, he said the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than the beginning. <laughs> Job said, man, if you think I'm enjoying all of this wealth and all of these good things, he said, let me tell you, all the days of my appointed time, I'm going to wait for my change to come. Oh, hallelujah. My memories of all the good stuff God's done for me pales in comparison to what he's fixing to do for me. Uh -huh. Woo! Uh, for what's fixing to happen. Uh, amen. Amen. Uh, oh, Jesus said, disciples, uh, I know you've seen a whole lot of good stuff. Uh, you've watched me walk on water and break bread, uh, multiply it. You've seen miracle after miracle. Uh, but he said, greater works than these uh, shall you do. Hallelujah. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, don't get hung up on the memories, uh, whether they're good or they're bad. He said the dreams of the future of how I want to use you guys. Those dreams are what I want biggest in your mind. It's what I want biggest in your spirit. Tonight we're coming back in a few hours for a church dedication of a marvelous, marvelous monument to holiness, to old-time Pentecost. But I couldn't help but think of it when I was over at the men's meeting inside the last auditorium. I couldn't help but think of the first time that I walked inside that auditorium. I was with Brother Larry Booker. We walked up in the balcony. We hung over that balcony together, looked at all of that. We said, wow. Amen. Some doings for two Okies, that's for sure. Wow. Brother Booker, he said, you know what this reminds me of? I said, what? Amen. And he launched into the little story about the great big bull they brought into the lot there and all the rest of the bulls were looking at this humongous bull and the little bull that started pawing the ground pawing the ground pawing it with all he had the rest of the bull said you're nuts you're nuts you trying to pick a fight with that big boy you're crazy you're nuts cut that out what are you trying to do he said i ain't trying to pick a fight i'm just making sure he knows that i'm a bull too 
Oh, hallelujah. Brother, the memories of that place would have been enough for a lifetime for some people I know. But thank you, Brother Joel Holmes, for keeping your dreams bigger than your memories. Oh, yeah, for keeping uh, running toward the dreams uh, every day. Uh, it said if God did that, uh, he can do the next. Uh, amen. I'm preaching to some preachers today uh, that need to get it in your heart. That uh, said I'm going to keep the dream alive. Uh, I'm going to keep the dream alive. Uh, I'm going to keep my dreams bigger than my memory. Be seated. I'll close with one more area I want to talk about. And that is we've got to keep our dreams. Hear this, preacher. We've got to keep our dreams of reaching our world with this gospel bigger than our memories. We've got to keep our dreams bigger. Don't, don't tell me. Uh, amen. I, I know I'm not the youngest pup that's in the building. Uh, amen. But I, I'm going to tell you, don't tell this younger generation uh, that they've got to choose between holiness uh, and reaching uh, the lost with the gospel. Don't tell them that uh, because they don't have to make that choice. Uh, they can keep the dreams uh, bigger than the memories. Uh, we're going to love holiness. Uh, we're going to preach it and teach it uh, and love it. Uh, but the dream uh, of reaching uh, the lost in our world uh, has got to be bigger than the memory uh, of the past. I was down in Mexico Amen. A couple of weeks ago, down there preaching for the Wakefields, they had set up a conference to have, and uh, they had gone and found about five blocks from their apostolic university there, a church building that was some denominal type of church. I don't know what kind it was. Amen. A denominal church that was there and, and uh, had agreed to let us come in there and have our services and, and do all of that. And the first night while I'm preaching, I notice uh, the pastor, he's got on blue jeans and didn't hardly look like a pastor, but Amen. There he comes, he and his wife and another couple, and they sit out in the audience, and I observe them while I'm preaching along and watch them as they're, they're drinking it in. And after church, uh, amen, Brother Glenn Wakefield had asked him, he said, uh, you, you know, your people would be invited to come to service tomorrow. Going to be Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock. They'd be invited. He said, well, there's really no space. Your folks fill no seats. They fill it up. Amen. Brother Wakefield said, how many seats would you like? We'll bring them over from our church. Uh, how many seats do you think they'd need? He said, oh, about 70 of our people. At 70 chairs probably would be about what, what we would need. Uh, amen. His men got them all packed up uh, and had them there when the service came. Uh, amen. The service starts off. And whoo, 
Hallelujah. Amen. Here it is. Almost an entire denominational church uh, that I get a chance to preach to in Spanish. Hallelujah. Brother, that'd make you want to learn Spanish, wouldn't it? Uh, amen. And oh, uh, I'm just excited. They're out there in the midst of it. Uh, and I thought, God, it may be their only chance to hear the gospel. Uh, so here we go. Uh, I'm going to give them all that I got. Uh, and as I start preaching, I notice the pastor moves up to the little overhead deal there and he gets the PowerPoint going, and he's outlining my message. I thought this is going to be wonderful, man. Amen. I thought of all them scriptures I'm fixing to use. Uh, they're going to see Isaiah 9 and 6 up on the big screen, uh, put up there by their pastor uh, as I'm describing to them uh, who that child uh, that was going to be born uh, and that son that was going to be given, uh, the one that it's going to be called uh, the Everlasting Father. Hallelujah. And I'm all excited, uh, carrying on. Uh, and I see, and I think, well, he may not have the ability with Bibles, you know, on his laptop to put the Scripture up. The Scripture don't come up. Uh, and I said, just everybody in the house, I'd like you to read it in your own Bible. Open it up, would you please? Read it in your own Bibles. And down the road we went. Hallelujah. Isaiah 9 and 6 and Acts 4 and 12 and Acts 2 and 38. And here we go, brother, preaching about one God, Holy Ghost baptism, water baptism in the name of Jesus. It comes time for the altar service. And I lie not, my friend. We were desperately in need of hands uh, to lay hands upon the people. Uh, almost his entire congregation uh, is in the altar crying, uh, tears flowing down their cheek, uh, repenting of their sins uh, as we're praying for them. Uh, one received the Holy Ghost uh, and fell out in the floor. Uh, and the pastor's wife said, uh, what do we do next? Uh, what do we do next? Uh, what is it? Uh, how do we help her? Ooh, hallelujah. And preacher's wife was saying, honey, she's okay. Uh, she's okay. Uh, she's okay. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Uh, I don't just want to dream about it happening in Mexico. Uh, I don't just want to dream about it uh, happening somewhere else. Uh, hey, uh, we got a dream uh, about getting this gospel uh, to denominal people uh, that don't know, uh, that haven't heard, uh, that if they ever get God in the presence of God, they'd feel something, they'd respond to it. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah! I've seen brother be seated just a moment more. Come on, musicians. I've seen brother, amen, Philip Cooper here from Vandalia, Missouri. Brother, you want to hear a mind-blowing story. Amen. Ask him about what's happening in Kenya right now. He pastors here. But a man came to truth in his church, and they taught him one God and the things of God and all of that. And that one man has now contact with his old church that's there. Uh, and uh, the story is of dozens uh, of churches, whole churches, whole uh, Trinity churches 
churches. Uh, amen. Brother, they're hearing the truth, uh, and they're receiving it, uh, and they're waking up uh, and walking in the light. Uh, why? 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 Uh, because somebody uh, knows they're keeping uh, their dreams uh, bigger than their memories. Don't tell me about your memories of Brush Harbor revivals if you can't also tell me about your dreams of what God wants to do in 2008. Don't tell me about how glorious Azusa Street was. Don't tell me because you've got to keep your dreams bigger than your memories. Got to be something in your heart stretching, reaching, dreaming, dreaming. I can't fail to do what I feel. There's folks in this house today that are struggling to keep your dreams bigger than your memories. I don't know what area it's in, but I know God gave me this for you. You're struggling. You're struggling to keep your dreams bigger than your memories. I shook hands with a man Saturday of two days ago. His pastor introduced me to him. He said, see this man? For seven years, his wife came into the church and hung on with all of her might, praying for God to save her husband. Oh, hallelujah. Dreaming of a miracle for God to do. He said, this man right here, he's mean as a snake. He said, he threatened to beat me up all the time. He said, I knew he was mean enough to do it. The man smiled real big. He said, yeah, and seven years later, he said, not just I am in the church today, but he said, because of my wife's prayers and her hanging on to the promise, 31 members of my family are also in the church today. He said, and you want to know something else? There's more of them yet to come. God said, don't even say what's the cause. 
that the former days are better than these. Don't even let them words come out of your mouth. Because the moment you ask the question, you're showing that your memories exceed your dreams. Keeping your dreams bigger than your memories. Stand with me today. Lift your hands unto God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, sweet Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I don't want to take up but just a couple of more minutes of time. But I do feel that there are some struggling. Keep your dreams bigger than your memory. I'm not asking you to come to this altar. I'm just asking you if you're honest enough to admit there's a struggle going on in me between my dreams and my memories because I want somebody close by to you to be able to reach over and lay their hand on you, give you a little strength, pray with you. If you're having a struggle, would you mind lifting up your hands right now? You see somebody close by with their hand lifted. Would you please walk over to them? Would you please lay your hand upon them? Would you please pray for them? Oh God, don't let them hang their harp on the willow tree. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, pray. Pray for that brother. Pray for that sister. Pray for him right now. God, in the name of Jesus. God, in the name of Jesus. God, in the name of Jesus. That dream for a lost family member. That dream for a rebellious son or daughter. That dream for being used of the Holy Ghost. That dream, hallelujah, of spiritual empowerment. That dream, oh God, that's it. Pray, 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 pray for that person. Oh, yes. Somebody ought to dream another dream today.
house full of dreamers, but somebody that would dream another dream. Power of your spirit fall upon us with anointing right now. Anointing our thoughts, anointing our desires. Anoint us with dreams. Holy Ghost dreams. Lord, I believe you today in this sanctuary of your holy presence. Lord, I thank you for the memories that you have put within us, but today our faith reaches out to dream another dream. Oh, when we walk out of this meeting and out of this camp meeting, going back to our homes and our fields of labors. Lord, to see the dreams unfold before us because we won't let the dreams die. Lord, I thank you for the vision in the house today. Thank you for the dreams. Dreams in the heart of men of God and women of God. People that will reach out to you, oh Lord, to claim what you have put within them. To see the picture develop, to see it unfold. I reach beyond the moment. I reach beyond the past or the present. And I reach into what you will do as the future unfolds. Yes, yes, yes. Let him do it today. Let him do it in your mind. Let him do it in your spirit. Let the Lord unfold it in your heart. The eyes of our understanding be open. You have been listening to an audio production of the First Pentecostal Church of North Little Rock, Arkansas. To order additional copies of this recording, please call our office at 501-758-3090. May God bless you.